0: Going, guys, welcome back to Talk That Good Shit with me again. We've got Dan. Hola. And today we're gonna to be talking about something a little different. We're gonna talk about AEW's next pay-per-view, which is Revolution.
1: Yay! Which actually, I'm not gonna lie, it doesn't look half bad. There's one match I'm questioning. Everything else looks pretty decent.
0: So th- this would be the first time we've ever really properly spoken about AEW, and uh I would go out on a limb and say that neither of us are the biggest uh followers of aew in comparison to other other companies in the industry
1: i think you'd be uh, pretty spot on with that one
0: <laughs> but nonetheless we'll, we'll give this one a go i'm sure we've got opinions on every single match and if we don't well i suppose we can skip past them pretty quickly
1: if we don't we can make them up yeah that's it <laughs> but isn't that how it works
0: yeah that's it if we don't know what's going on we'll just uh fake it all right so i mean AEW, I mean, I'm, I was always excited to see when it was starting as like a, you know, an alternative, let's not use the word competition, but as an alternative, um, which I think was, uh, definitely needed. Like, I think we went through a very stale period of time there with WWE champions and all that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah, it was a, it was an interesting time because like, it was during the time when it was as much as I like Roman and we all like Roman now it was a time when it was peak Roman hate like genuine no one wanted to see Roman now putting him over Lesnar and Braun Strowman who were the guys people did want to see so it was like kind of begging for something different because all we've really got is Roman Reigns
0: yeah that's exactly it so uh you know it, it I think it just gave more if you want to use the word competition it's competition for where do you want to
1: work yeah yeah actually that's a good, uh, good way to put it for someone like Big Show
0: yeah, that's it. How much creative say do you want compared to, uh, I don't know, like how much do you want to earn? I mean, they're talking about AEW guys earning the same, if not a little bit more than what they'd be earning it in the WWE, which I think that just means they're not big guys at the WWE. You know, they're not main eventers in that uh, production.
1: It's interesting, right? Because I've always been curious about how much money they make, and like as in a company, because I look at it and I I see some of these guys here, like, you know, Brian Cage and Lance Archer and like LAX and these other big, like not super big names, but decent sized names from the indies. And it's like, oh, I don't imagine they'd be too cheap, but they'd be all right. But then you got guys like Cody and Jericho and Sting. And like, these guys are pretty expensive dudes. Like, I wonder how much money you're genuinely making because it makes me very concerned.
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. You know, you got... You got a lot of guys, like especially that tag team division is pretty stacked at the moment. Um, you know, guys that have made it in one division or another already, like well, they're pulling a lot of like uh ROH guys, uh former TNA guys, you know. The, uh, um,
1: like in the in we'll get to the tag team battle royal there later on, but it's like alone you got Dark Order, uh, the uh, Private Party. You got Phoenix and Pentagon, LAX, as I mentioned before. Butch and the Blade, like uh, SCU. Like, these are some pretty well-known teams.
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. So it's a uh, they, they've got the talent pool. It's what's the budget that they've got to work with? Because I'm telling you now, like a guy like a uh, fucking um, Ricky Starks is not earning Chris Jericho money.
1: Exactly, and this is my one thing with it too, where it's just like. Don't get me wrong, Like, I as much as I'm not a fan of all, I don't want to see it go away. Because as we said, it's, like, it's good for people who want opportunities and this and that. But it's also like, as we mentioned, it's just something different. But I'm concerned, like, you guys don't want to drain all your bank accounts in the first three years and then there's no long-term investment there to keep the money coming in later down the line.
0: Yeah, well, that's it. You know, you've got guys that have, like, when the company first started up and they were signing contracts and they were like, you know... Two, three year contracts that these guys are signing on for, which is a good place to start when the company's just kicking off. You know, you're not going to have people jumping ship in the first year. Yeah. Uh, but is that money going to stay around? Are they going to realize, especially after the, uh, you know, they've made major cuts to obviously fans being able to be in at the venue. Yeah. A
1: big thing that was keeping them afloat was having those crowds always there.
0: Well, that's it. You know, they were always selling out, weren't they?
1: Yeah. It's just, it's interesting. Uh, so
0: no, I think uh, you know. Rather than hopping on too long, we'll just slowly but surely work our way up the list of matches we've got here.
1: In um, this weird order that they've announced them.
0: Yeah, the weird order that we've got up here, but we'll we'll make do. We won't touch on anything main event until right near the end. I think it, the main events deserve to be spoken about
1: last. Well, I think you got like the the big special street fight and the world title match. Like obviously those things are going to be at the end. So
0: yeah, that's it. So I mean. Number nine, which is labelled with a P, uh, which is the pre-show match. So that's an easy one. We'll start with that one, which is just, it's a women's tag team match. A, I suppose you could say a very basic uh, pre-show, like nice opener. Um, you've got some names in there that are definitely going to be able to put on a good match to begin with.
1: Well, I'm not going to lie, right? I've only recognised three out of these four names. I know the fourth name as an assistant or like a manager to someone else. But I only really know three of these names.
0: No, you're definitely, uh, so which is the fourth? Which one's the fourth?
1: So I know Riho, we all should. She's first All Elite Women's Champion. Uh, fair amount of people should know Thunder Rosa because she came into All Elite as the NWA Women's Champion. Uh, a lot of people should know Britt Baker because...
0: She appeared on a TakeOver that one time.
1: Yeah, as I say, for lack of a better term, Mrs. Adam Cole, but she's also doing fairly well for herself there. She's a dentist,
0: a um, uh, doctor, but she's a she's a dentist.
1: Yes, yeah, a dentist. She'll and mess then,
0: your teeth up and then charge you to fix them.
1: And then you got Rebel or Rebel. I don't recognize. I know she's been in the corner when I've read reviews about Ollie, like she's been helping Britt Baker, but I don't know who this is.
0: Have a look and see if, just quickly, what she's done. Impact. She's in,
1: okay. done Impact? I might know her from Impact. Hold on, what's she what doing in Impact here? Uh da, 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 da. oh no, she's only been known as the one name. Maybe it is. I don't know. Weird. I don't know. I don't know who it is. I don't recognize them. Yeah. No. I
0: mean, you look at the uh, you know, the run that she's had. TNA, OVW, She went back to Impact. Stardom went back to O V W. You know, even appearing on N X T in 2019. There you go. So, really, it's a a name that you might not recognize, but it's definitely a face that you would have seen maybe once or twice in the past.
1: Probably. Probably. Um, Although, with this match in particular, obviously, if you have been following Orly, you do know there's an actual rivalry between Thunder Rose and Britt Baker. I'm not going to lie. I'm surprised neither of them made the finals of the women's title tournament.
0: Definitely, uh, I was caught by surprise in the end of a... Just that tournament in general, how it went. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously the winner of that tournament going on to be part of the women's title match later in the show. Which
1: we'll get to.
0: Which we'll get to. Definitely I was shocked by the names that made it through. Um not so much it was that it was undeserved, just were not my money was not riding on them. Yeah. I, I can note here that in the second round, uh, Aja Kong got counted out in a Japanese match. Um, and I'm fairly sure they do 20 counts. So that's always an interesting one.
1: Yeah, it's just kind of really odd. But so what I originally thought with this pre show match was it was either going to be Britt Baker or Thunder Rosa. Like they'd reach the semis and they'd fight each other. The winner would win the finals and end up in the title. And then the other one, whoever it was, would end up fighting them at the next show, double or nothing, which is. May, June region, somewhere around there. So I always thought that's where they'd go with that. And it just, it's weird because Britt Baker's clearly being set up as, like, the top star of that division, yet she's never reaching that level to go for the title.
0: Yeah, you're definitely right there. It's uh, it it's an odd one between the, I think, just in general, these four, it's like, you know, three competed in the, uh it was three of the four that competed in the tournament. Yeah. So it's, Odd that you then all of a sudden throw two of them together, but you know, you got to fill out the pre show, got to get a pre show match in there. And really, when you're looking at the names, who better to have warm the crowd up than you know, a bunch of names that have already been competing for the last few weeks against each other? And
1: yeah, yeah, like, and again, as, as I said, at start like people who have name recognition, like you know, Reho or you know, Britt Baker. So I don't know, it's just, I think that I don't know who'd win because, again, like. I read what happens. I don't really get to see what happens outside of little bits and clips. So I think for this one, I'd probably just go with a safe bet and probably just say Thunder, Rose, and Rio. Like, hey, baby faces win and Rio only recently came back like three weeks ago, I think.
0: Yeah, because she was on a pretty long hiatus there, wasn't she?
1: Yeah, she was gone for a while. I don't understand COVID and everything. That's cool. Like, things happen. But I think because she's back now and they want to build her up, I think it's just a safe bet to say Thunder, Rosa and Rio take this one.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that I don't see this match having too much in the way of a uh, you know, longevity story going forward. It's definitely yeah. going to be a one and done. There's no going to be nowhere the better team or I'm the better wrestler. It's just going to be... This is a pre-show match. It's going to happen. You're going to start start the night off strong with your uh, babyface team coming up ahead. Yeah. And then we would then move on to, obviously, the uh, the main card.
1: Yeah, hey, I, I would say... Good guys are uh, good girls win, and just maybe they continue Britt Baker Thunder Rosa. I, I don't know, but yeah, I think safe bets that to go into the opener. But this is where I get interested, right? Because I'm looking at this, we got a tag match with the tag titles, a tag match street fight, a tag match between uh, like a storyline that's going on with uh, Reset or Miro and Orange Cassidy. And then you've got a tag team battle royal, So we've got a lot
0: of tag team matches on this show. Yeah. And that's what I was saying earlier. That the tag team division, they've gone and stacked that division. Like, guys can be in tag teams, but also, you know, they can also do singles matches as well. Yeah. I think this is a good way of them uh, padding the roster, so to speak, of not just going, these guys are tag team guys, and that's all they do. You know, like, you see so many tag teams that's all they do they don't compete in singles matches so then all of a sudden your roster is like how many names deep
1: yeah so like in wwe you get that a lot where it's like for instance cedric and uh, cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin with the tag champs and they're great singles wrestlers but they almost always do tag stuff while they're the champs. and you get to new japan you got like gorillas of destiny and tanahashi and uh, kota Ibushi and again like good singles wrestlers but while they're a team they're just team and that's all they'd really
0: do. That's exactly it. So it's good to see that they've got very uh, a very wide array of tag teams um, on their roster just in general.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, if I was opening this, I think the best way to start would probably be the Battle Royal, maybe?
0: I think that's a good one because I feel like every pay-per-view that they have, minus the pre-show... They usually kick it off with a battle royal. I mean, their first pay per view, I think they kicked it off with their battle royal. I know one of
1: them they kicked off with the ladder match, so I think one of these multi man matches is what they would open with.
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. I think like I think they'll want to open with a tag team battle royal, just because it being for the future um, championship,
1: the tag champs down the line.
0: That's it. So it'll be a. I think they'll start with that one. And I mean, we've got God. There's going to be a lot of guys in the ring all at the same time. It's going to be insane.
1: Well, what have we got here? We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 9, 10, 11, 12 teams announced so far. So that's 24 dudes.
0: And they could still announce more if they, I, I don't think we'll get any more, but we might get more. I mean, Big Show today on Dynamite left us with the thing of, oh, there's going to be a new, there's a new signing and their Hall of Fame worthy, you know, hint, hint, they're coming from somewhere.
1: Mm. No, we're going to uh, get Big Show and Kane winning the tag titles.
0: Oh my god! It's gonna be the overtaker.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so we'll get. I mean, as well, like if they wanna, I don't know how they're gonna do it, right? Because normally, how they do it is they have the hearts, the clubs, the spades, and the diamonds, and be like five guys for each thing. Um, and then you've got the wild card, is what they call it. That's right. Wild card out. That brings us to twenty-two people across four groups. So I'm kind of like, unless they do, because they leave it at twenty-four, they could do six guys per group so three teams a group and then the wild card's like hey the big surprise final entrant like say gallows and anderson
0: well i was gonna say like that's a big thing as well like they're not on the card whatsoever yeah but they're still pretty uh they're, they're still prevalent on the shows
1: well they were on the i read the review today and they were on the show and they put uh lax through Also, oh, so what are they called now proud and powerful through a couple of tables, and I was like, Well, Proud and Powerful seem to be in this battle royal, so I'd be surprised if Gallus Netson weren't.
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. So, uh, so we'll, we'll, let, let's just go through the teams. We'll just list off the team names. There's a, there's a lot of them. So, you know, we'll start from the top. Um, we've got Bear Country. I
1: have no idea who that is.
0: We've got the Dark Order. Um, so, this in is uh, two right different team entrances, the Dark Order.
1: Yeah, you got Alex Reynolds and John Silver, who they've done a bit of tag stuff. I think they're mostly on Dark, where they do their stuff. But I remember they did do a number one contenders match once. And then you got the other tag team, which is the proper tag team, the originators of Dark Order, uh, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson.
0: So then you've got the Inner Circle.
1: As I mentioned, that's proud and powerful. Santana yep. and all these.
0: The Butcher and the Blade, Private Party, Top Flight, Death Triangle.
1: Which that interests me, right? Because Pentagon's in a different match later on. So it's Puck and Ray Phoenix. I'm like, why would it? Why not Phoenix and Pentagon? That's weird. Why Why are they not doing Like, they're still on the same team, but why are they not in this match?
0: Yeah, it seems odd. And honestly, we'll talk about it later, but I feel like there might be a reason for Pentagon not being in this one. You reckon? And why they've got him as a singles
1: in a singles
0: match later on so where were we here so we just Uh, varsity blondes um
1: yeah the varsity blondes was the next one
0: yep then we've got uh matt and mike Seidel, scu the natural nightmares and maybe another team maybe not i mean we're only a few days out from the show so it'll have to be a surprise on the show because i don't have any more dynamites between now and then
1: Yeah, I I think they might have a... I saw a schedule for their week. I think they've got a dark on Friday? I think they've got one more show they're uploading to YouTube, and then that's it, I think.
0: So really, they've only got, like, one opportunity left to give us another name prior to the event starting.
1: Yeah. So, like, I look at these teams, and I'm like, there's a few who could win. But looking at the tag team titles later on in the show, if... I assume Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson are a surprise entrant and they are in it. I would put hard money down that they will pick up a win. The only other team I look at that I see could potentially win is the Dark Order.
0: I'm I'm feeling you. I'm thinking the Dark Order, but I'm leaning towards the Dark Order with um Evil Uno.
1: That's exactly who I was thinking. Evil Uno and Stu Grayson taking it. Because like I look at it right and I'm like, okay, well, bear country, they're out. Uh, Reynolds and Silver versus Uno and Grayson, only one of the two, and I feel Uno and Grayson haven't gotten enough, you know, like enough of a chance to shine, really. Um, inner Circle, which they're doing their own thing, so keep them out. Butcher and the Blade are kind of just sort of floating there. They haven't really – they're with Eddie Kingston, I think, against Park Phoenix and Pentagon, so I guess that kind of rules both of those teams out. Private party's doing a thing with Dark Order, but they could easily be with Reynolds and Silver, so you could rule them out. Top Flight, I think, were just can't remember what they were doing. They did something with the Young Bucks the other week, so maybe them as Dark Horses. Varsity blond been getting their stuff kicked in, uh, the stuff kicked in by Kenny Omega. Matt and Mike Sideout just lost the revival, or FTR as they're now known. Uh SEU's an interesting one. Because they I remember they announced that. A couple of weeks ago, if they lost their next match, they would disband as a team. But I don't know if this is going to count into that stipulation or if that's still going ahead.
0: Yeah, since this is a multi team match. So it's like the, the likelihood of them coming out on top, also not being pinned is another
1: one. Exactly. So they don't officially lose. Um, and then you got Dustin Rose and QT Marshall, which you can roll those out. So really, you got like Eve Luno and Stu Grayson. Uh, gallows and anderson if they turn up maybe SCU if they keep that going and maybe top flight like the underdog dark horses that's really all i can see who wins especially seeing what the tag title match is later in the show
0: yeah that's exactly it honestly i'm i'm looking at it and i'm thinking if it's if gallows and anderson are in it i think they're coming out on top yeah just taking into consideration what we've got going on you know later in the it's show been I mean, I'm also looking at this, and I'm seeing that uh, Sammy Guevara isn't in this at all.
1: We're not on the show at all. Actually, funny enough, I don't think I've heard of him for a while. Well, he left the inner circle. Yeah, he quit the inner circle, and then I haven't heard anything since. Yeah, well, I think he, he quit the inner
0: circle, and he hasn't shown up, or at least he hasn't been on any uh, Dynamite or Dark.
1: I'll, uh, I'll quickly double-check on the show today. Uh, where was the... Th- Link I had, uh, all elite post show. Here we are. Oh, I can't click things. There we go. (laughs) And if I go search Sammy Guavara. no results. Yeah, no, he's not enlisted here. He wasn't on the show today.
0: So another, another person who's not been on this. Do I see him showing up with a tag team partner? Probably not.
1: Uh, I think he might turn up to screw around with Jericho and MJF a bit later.
0: If, if anything, that's what I'm going to be seeing. But uh, for now, just looking at this, I'm thinking Gallows and Anderson, if they show up, they're winning. If they're not, I'm thinking it's going to go Uno and Grayson.
1: That's who I think. I think
0: that's uh,
1: – it's hard to say. I'm going to put my money on Evil Uso and S- Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. Wow. You you know, know if- Evil
0: Uso is Jimmy.
1: E- yeah, Jimmy Uso and Jay Grayson. <laughs> um. If it's not them, I'm actually going to put my backup pick as SCU because if they are doing that storyline still, that would be a good way to go out as they become number one contenders. Hey, you win the titles or you disband. So I'm going to put them in my backups, but I'm going Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. I reckon they take it.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good pick for who we've got currently in front of us here. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, so we have that match. The winner goes on to go after the AEW Tag Team Championships. I assume they'd probably have that match on a dynamite. I don't think that'd hold off till the next pay-per-view. They wouldn't,
1: no. They wouldn't hold it off to the next show. I imagine, because we're, what, it's going to be March seven, this show? So, usually they like to hold things two or three weeks later. So, probably by the end of March or the start of April, they might pull it out and do the title match there.
0: Yeah, I, I could definitely see that one. So, we we'll go from that into our third tag team match of the evening. Oof. Um, this one, Miro and Kip Sabian versus the best friends, Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor.
1: You know, actually, I only recently found out that apparently Trent Beretta was injured. So that's why it's Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. Because Chuck Taylor and Miro have been in this whole thing this whole time. And it was meant to be Trent Beretta, but I think because he got hurt, they've changed it to Orange Cassidy.
0: Honestly, looking at this match, I don't even know. Like, I don't even feel like it's much of a discussion. I feel like it's going to be a... Miro and Kip Sabian win?
1: Yeah, I think that's a safe bet to go with just to keep Miro's... Whatever momentum he has left over to try and keep it going of some sort.
0: Because has Miro really suffered a, any form of major loss since signing?
1: I can check that as well. Miro. Match listings. Here we go. Uh, Defeated side. No. Not since turning up. Uh, He's won two matches with Kip Sabian. He beat Trent Barreta. He won a, oh, he technically lost the Battle Royal, but again, that's a Battle Royal. Like, who
0: cares? Yeah, we don't count Battle Royal losses as an actual loss, though. It's just you didn't win.
1: Yeah, and then he beat someone called Fuego Del Sol, Sonny Kiss, and Chuck Taylor in three different matches.
0: You could probably search anyone from AEW and then have a win against Fuego Del Sol.
1: Yeah, so just like, hey, that is what it is. So yeah, I think I think keeping it on Rusev or Miro to keep that train going forward would be probably a better idea.
0: Yeah, I definitely think so. It's a uh, another tag team match. This one the stakes aren't high from what I've gathered. It's not that they're not going after anything. It's just, you know, there's a there's a rivalry. Will this be a blow off match to end the rivalry? Probably probably not.
1: Yeah, I think it's they'll I think they'll do something big. Like they'll lose something. And then that will lead to Miro and Orange Cassidy as the big blow off.
0: Yeah. I, I can see that one for sure. So, uh, going Miro and Kip for that one, I just don't see it going any other, any other way if Miro's competing.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I, I think that's a safe bet. Probably they beat up Kip saving for a while and then Miro gets the tag and he basically destroys house and gets the win.
0: That Yeah. That's exactly it. So. From there, moving up again, there's a lot more matches on this card than I think anyone, any other card we've covered, so we'll move up. Um, I figure we'll go to the ladder match now, maybe?
1: I'd say we go to the ladder match, and then basically from the ladder match, go up from there and then come back down to the main event.
0: Yeah, that's it. So up ne- up, up, next would be the uh, Face of the Revolution ladder match.
1: Which I don't understand why that's the name of it. Just, just name it a ladder match. Why do you have to have this weird name?
0: I mean, considering it's for a title shot, it's like, why does it need to be called the face of the revolution? You won't be the face of the revolution because you will get your title shot later.
1: Yeah, it's like if you fought the TNT champion the same day or it was for said title, I could get it. But it's for the number one contendership. Like, really?
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. So, I mean, looking over, let's go, you know, who's in it? Cody Rhodes with Arn Anderson. I mean, Arn Anderson's just attached to the hip with Cody at the moment. Yeah, I
1: think that's just the thing of, hey, it's just Cody.
0: Um, Scorpio Sky, Pentagon Jr., Lance Archer with Jake Roberts, and just announced today, I'm fairly sure, Max Caster.
1: Yes, Max Caster won his match against a... No, it wasn't Alex Reynolds. Who did he beat? Vance something or other? Uh, where's his name? Preston Vance. That's his name. He beat him to qualify.
0: So looking at who we've got here... Honestly, I'm, I'm going over the names. and I don't think Cody's going to win. I don't think Cody's going to go after the TNT title again.
1: Yeah, it's like it's another thing for Cody to do.
0: Um, Scorpio Sky. Now, I had this feeling, right? So Scorpio Sky's been out of action with an injured knee. Yeah. This is his first match since returning. Okay. I get this feeling that it's going to be between Scorpio Sky and Pentagon to win this match.
1: I think that's that's fair because like I don't see it being Lance Archard like he's a big dude but he also like he had his shot you know like again I know he faced Moxley for the heavyweight title but like he had his chance and he missed so like someone else will get the chance instead and well Max Caster only won today and he's half of a team so it's just like a hey this is a big thumbs up there you go have a good shot so for example, Pentagon and Scorpio I wanna I like Pentagon so I wanna say Pentagon. But I kind of feel like it's Scorpio Sky.
0: Yeah, I can definitely, I can definitely see that. I think Pentagon. I think that would be a good pick to go with Pentagon. You know, he's got that big name. Yeah. But I think the safe bet is Scorpio Sky.
1: And then you've still got this team, uh, to be announced. So I'm like, is there another, another entrant here?
0: Well, it, it is possible that whoever this mystery Hall of Famer is that Big Show's talking about. Could roll up for this match, but it could also be Big Show. Uh,
1: here it is. So it says later in the night, the face of the Revolution six man ladder match was announced. What do we got here? One, two, three, four, five guys. So there is one more person. Hmm. I don't know who it could be. I genuinely have no clue.
0: So it, I'm definitely seeing this will be a surprise for the night. I don't. I think this will be someone arriving in AEW. This will be their first
1: match. You. Yeah, you brought it up before in the tag one. It could be Sammy Guevara.
0: I mean, it could be. I mean, he's just recently left the inner circle. I think his hot, he is at that stage now where he's got the... Like, leaving the inner circle, he's kind of... He's not he's not a baby face.
1: Yeah, he's in this awkward transition phase where it's like... He's still a bad guy, but because he's against MJF, he could be leaning towards good guy. And, like, if you really want to staple that, no, he's away from the inner circle, he's not doing that, but he's still going to be a heel... He could win this and fight Darby Allen for the title because Darby Allen's still the big super babyface.
0: That's exactly it. I mean, he's just left the inner circle. He's not shown up for a few weeks. He's not been on TV. You know, like, if they want to cash in on him being, you know, the next guy.
1: The only other person I could think of is potentially Jungle Boy, but... Again, like a Jungle Boy Derby Island match, while sounds okay, I don't think that's the direction they're going to go.
0: Yeah, I think th- I think they'll hold off on Jungle Boy a little longer. I think for them, the what are they calling themselves? The Jurassic Experience, Jurassic Express, Jurassic Express. That, that's that's like lightning in a bottle for them. I think sending anyone off on a singles run, if they're going to do that, it's going to be Luchasaurus. I think.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, well, they've also got someone who just returned today as well. I, I don't think it's what would happen. I don't think it'd be a good idea if it happened, but you do also have the potential of Sean Spears because he's now teamed with FTR and Tully Blanchard again. And like, what better way to put that on the map than, hey, he's the number one contender for the TNT title straight away. That's true. And it's just, it's an interesting situation we find ourselves in. But I think if it's Sammy Guevara, he will take it. If it's anyone else, I'm going to say Scorpio Sky wins it.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm feeling Scorpio Sky. I think like you said, and we said it already once today when we're looking when we were looking at the, you know, number one contenders match for the tag team titles. Yeah. If this to be announced superstar is who we're thinking, it's gonna be them. They will win. Yeah. But if it isn't and it's someone completely different, I I tend to lean more towards Scorpio Sky.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I think Scorpio, as you said, is a safe bet to go with, especially because we don't know who that's gonna be. And that could be announced anytime between now and Revolution in three to four days. So
0: That's it, that's it. I think it uh it also helps as well with like if SCU does split up because they don't win the Rumble or the you know, the Casino Royale Extreme, that's already put him in a position where he could be a singles competitor.
1: It's true, I, I think it'd be interesting, this one, this match is one of the matches that has my attention, because I'm curious how it turns out.
0: That's exactly it, I think, uh, you know, you, you can't really go wrong with a ladder match, and I mean, the guys that they've got in it are definitely guys that are going to excel in ladder matches.
1: Well, the first three of their nest alone, Cody, Scorpio and Pentagon, so straight away, I was like, okay, so it's going to have some crazy spots straight away.
0: And then you got, you know, you got Lance Archer, which is just a big, strong dude. And
1: then you uh, Max Carson. Like I don't know much about the acclaimed, but apparently they're pretty decent. So, hey, this is like, hey, this is your chance. Like, go impress someone.
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. So, uh, yeah, I think another one where it's like, it could be the last person to be announced, but it could also be one of the ones currently in the match announced. Um, well, I mean, once again, ladder match, They've they've got a very similar formula. You know, there's going to have dudes doing high spots. You're going to have people forgetting how to climb ladders.
1: <laughs> not inaccurate
0: um, will we'll will we see a ladder snap in half probably not
1: I don't know Cody's going to have to do something
0: I mean we've seen Cody do a moonsault off the top of a steel cage exactly so I mean unless he wants to do a moonsault off the top of the ladder to the outside of the ring through a second ladder through, through a second ladder and then into JR's lap <laughs> like I don't know what else Cody could do in a, in a ladder match that you know would be you know, any more than we've seen from him in the past. This is fair. Also, do I see Cody going after the TNT title? Well, I mean, inevitably, I assume he's going to uh, dip off TV for a while to, you know, help raise the ba- the baby.
1: Yeah, Cody's in this weird position, right? Because it's like he did the match with Jericho, where if he lost, he'd never get the chance for the title again, and he lost that match, fair enough. And Jericho went off and lost the heavyweight title to Moxley because he was always going to lose it eventually. And I sit here, I'm like, technically that deal was with Jericho, right? Like, I'm sitting here waiting for you to go, hey, I'm gonna go after the heavyweight title. Like, Cody, just go for it. No one's gonna blame you for it. It's surprising you haven't done it yet.
0: Surprisingly, it's one of those things of you you know who does the contracts for this company, right? You know who offers these contracts. It's not normally Jericho.
1: <laughs> I mean
0: <laughs> like what? Oh, so we've it's decided Cody can never have a uh, shot at this at the heavyweight title ever again, and it's signed by Tony Khan and Cody Rhodes.
1: Yeah, and it's just at this point everyone's waiting for you to do it, and it just feels like you're kind of like you're just there because you can't go any higher because you can't challenge for that title.
0: And I think the longer they hold it off, the worse it's going to come across when it does happen.
1: Yeah, that's why I said when it first like when they first started, I was like. I understand putting on Jericho and, you know, he's the big star they've got at the moment, blah, blah, But I'm surprised it wasn't Cody because everyone's going to be like, oh, of course they're going to put the tiles in their EVPs and whatever. And it's like, yeah, that's true. But at the same time, like, if he's the biggest star, wouldn't you just do it? Oh, well, he's, he's the guy. Like, who cares? They did it with TNF with Jeff Jarrett.
0: I mean, look at all the people that held the fucking WCW championships.
1: Yeah, that's what. What I was like is like they did in WCW, they did it in uh, East, well, not East, sorry, they did it in uh, New Japan with Antonio Inoki, they did it in TNA. So, like, guys, no one's going to blame you. And the sooner you get it done, the sooner it all blows over.
0: I mean, Vince held the ECW championship.
1: Exactly.
0: So, it's like, it's not unheard of. And I mean, right. it, it in, a, in a way, it's almost like in most of those cases, it would still make more sense for Cody to hold it because it's like, unlike. Eric Bischoff, or unlike Vince Russo, Cody Rhodes is a wrestler
1: exactly. first and
0: foremost.
1: Not only that, it's like as time's going on, it's almost like Cody, you're almost the best wrestler in all the league, and the top, the best guy should always be the top guy. Like, isn't that what we what we're told?
0: That's exactly it. So I think I don't see Cody winning it. As we said, Scorpio Sky. If Sammy comes back, I'm I'm definitely putting my money on Sammy in that way. But once again the the big banner is big show promises someone's showing up where they're going to show up who knows will it be just big show talking about himself maybe
1: it's an odd situation to be in
0: that's exactly it so i think that that pretty much covers that ladder match um once again they, uh,
1: that's something ridiculous i still don't get this
0: all right so adam page versus matt hardy in a big money match The winner receives the loser's 2021 first quarter earnings.
1: Okay, look, I understand Matt Hardy's gimmick is, look at all my money that I've made over my years and whatever and blah, blah, blah. Not quite the Ted DiBiase Cameron Grimes route, but still similar in that way. What I don't get is where this whole thing with Hangman came from.
0: You see, I don't get that either. Like, I don't understand, like, I don't understand the setup for this one. Like... Okay, Matt has a lot of money, and he likes to flaunt how much money he earns, and that's all well and good. And maybe it's like I'm earning more money than you, Hangman. So like, if I beat you, I get more of your money, and you get less. But if you beat me, it's a big, it's a big win for you because you get some of my money.
1: Yeah. So like, when I read this originally, and they made the announcement, allowed, I what I assumed it was was that if Hangman had won, he would be the leader of Matt Hardy's stable and get all the money as that way. But if he lost, he would have to work underneath Matt Hardy. So Matt would still be the leader. Like That's what I assumed it was. I was like, okay, I get it. That's wrestling, whatever. And then I read into it about this whole winner receives the loser's earnings. I was like, hold on. I I can't compute. Something's missing here. I don't get what the point is.
0: No, you're definitely right there. I think it's... um. Oh, it's a weird one. It's a weird match. When you put a stipulation like this on a match, it changes. Like, it just changes the match. Like, this is a regular singles match.
1: Yeah, it's like I have no problem with the match. I have no problem with the competitors. I just, I don't understand why.
0: Yeah, that's it. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, with this stipulation, I don't think it changes who, like, which way it's really gonna go. You I know think what I mean?
1: It's a pretty safe bet to say Matt Hardy's just gonna cheat to win.
0: Yeah, well, that's exactly it it's either going to be a case of Matt Hardy cheats to win or Adam Page, you know, overcomes adversity and uh, wins even though Matt Hardy does some dodgy business. But being that this feels still quite early on in what could be a build-up to a big payoff for a rivalry...
1: Well, you also got the uh, the whole Dark Order situation in here.
0: Yeah, well, that's it as well. And, I mean, like, what, what stops that coming into play? I think... Uh, this is one of those matches I don't think we're meant to see some form of a um, resolution for.
1: Yeah, so my honest thought is Hangman's going to be moments from winning, Private Party gets involved, Matt Hardy has shenanigans, Matt wins, they laugh at Adam, uh, Hangman Page, they take his money, Matt Hardy yay, and then the Dark Order comes out to console and uh, you know cheer up Adam Page and he joins the Dark Order and he basically becomes the new leader of it. That's what I think they're going
0: I think that, that that does seem like a uh, fairly a fairly sound thought in my mind.
1: Yeah. It's just, I don't get it, but I think the end goal is they just want Hangman to be with the Dark Order, and if he beats Matt Hardy, there's not really a reason for that to happen. But if he loses because of the numbers advantage, he has the Dark Order as friends now, so that nullifies Matt Hardy's advantage.
0: Yeah, that's exactly it.
1: It's, it's a weird match, I'll say that.
0: No, I'll agree there. Definitely, it's definitely a uh, odd. It's an oddity to see a match like this. You know, I mean, like we've seen matches where money's been thrown around in the past. If you body slam Andre the Giant, you get a bag of money. Like, yeah. But yeah, to have this, it's almost like a non tangible amount of money. We don't know how much it is. We know yeah. the winner's not actually gonna get it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like let let's let's uh, stand back. We don't know how much this money could be. You're not gonna show us the money. The money. So like, unless they do this big spectacle where it's like both men have like a duffel, like hangman page comes in with like a duffel bag of what's considered his first month's earnings or first quarter's earnings. And then Matt brings out like a giant fucking travel case full of money. And that's his first quarter of earnings.
1: I'm just saying like, I wasn't thinking about that, but that would be fantastic. If hangman Page just comes out with, you know, the duffel bag with the dollar sign on it and just throws it on the ground. And Matt He's, as you says, got all these like suitcases and private party comes out with him as security guards. Like, that'd be hilarious.
0: Yeah, that's it. It's like, well, Matt earns more. <laughs> yeah. So right. I think that that would be the only thing that would make me feel more like, okay, yeah, that this match could be leading to something more if they show us like, here is what would be considered the quote unquote money.
1: Yeah. A visual representation.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I think uh Matt winning makes a lot more sense than Hangman Page winning because what? Where does it leave either of them if he wins? Exactly. Yeah. Like, where does it leave Matt if Hangman wins? I mean, he's still got his money. He's still got his stable. You know.
1: Yeah, I think there's more story you could tell with Matt Hardy picking up the win here.
0: Exactly. So, uh, going with a Matt Hardy win on that one, Matt Hardy gets some of Hangman Page's money, and he has to really curb his drinking
1: habits. That's going to be how Hangman gets sober. He doesn't have. Yeah, that's it.
0: Can't afford it. (laughs) So now we move on to the Women's World Championship match. Have you been keeping up with the tournament at all?
1: Uh, I've been reading it, as in who wins and who loses, but actual watching it and everything in between, no.
0: So obviously the current champion, obviously defending. I'm not as well-versed in Japanese wrestling as I think I used to be. Um, Yeah time isn't as permitting anymore to, you know, watch those shows and, and follow along what's going on anymore.
1: I think we mentioned this back with the, it was either the Rumble or the Chamber as well, where it was like, I would like to watch it, but there's just so much stuff now that it's just, I either don't have the time for it or I just forget about it until I see someone make a, like a comment on something. I'm like, oh, right, that that's what happened. Oh, crap, got to look that up.
0: Yeah, that's it. We're in a very content-rich environment for wrestling at the moment. Um, But honestly, even with the tournament and how it went down, I just see uh, it just being a title defense. Like, I don't think the title's going to change hands.
1: I mentioned this to my wrestling group of friends about three hours ago. And I said, looking at who's in the finals and then who won it, I would be shocked if Hikaru Shida loses the championship. So, to quickly flick through, I'm not really going to explain who's who because half, I'm not going to lie, half these people I don't know. But Thunder Rosa beat Layla Hirsch. Rio beat Serena. Nyla Rose beat Tay Conti. Britt Baker beat Muddy Renkowski, who replaced Anna Jay from an injury. Yuka Sakazaki beat May Suriga. Emi uh, Sakura beat Venny. Ryo Mizunami beat Maki Ito, and Aja Kong beat Rin Kadukura. In the quarterfinals, Thunder Rosa beat Rio, Nyla Rose beat Brit Baker, Yuka Sakazari beat Emi Sakura, Rio Mizunami beat Aja Kong. In the semis, Nyla Rose beat Thunder Rosa, Rio Mizunami beat Yuka Sakazaki. And then in the finals today, Ryo Mizunami beat Nyla Rose to win the whole thing. Now, I didn't know who this person was until about two hours ago when my friends told me.
0: As Honestly, the most I knew about her at that point was that she had a single MMA fight that she lost by submission in the first minute of the first round, I want to say. Maybe. I think that's that's really the only thing I ever remember hearing about her.
1: So what I got told earlier today was... Apparently Rio Mizunami was going to retire in 2019 until All Elite started. She was moments away from. This is allegedly what I was told. Uh, she was going to retire, and then Rio and Hikaru Shida and Emmy uh, Sakura and a couple other girls were all hired by All Elite, and they got Tony Khan to call her to try and bring her over to All Elite to be like, "Hey, no, we don't want you to leave. We don't want you to retire. We want you to stay with us. You're awesome, rah rah." So like that really meant a lot to her and everything So she was going to come over, and then COVID happened, so that delayed all of that, and then now she's over here now. So I look at that after that information and go, so in the nicest of ways, this is just a, hey, thank you so much for everything you've done for this industry. Thumbs up. Here's a title match. Hikaru to retain.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing it going down that way. I think, um, you know, I, I didn't see the title changing hands um, at the end of the tournament.
1: I mentioned this in the pre-show. I was like, if it was either Thunder Rosa or Brick Baker, I would have called a title change. But since it's neither, it wouldn't have mattered. Doesn't matter. Karashida retains.
0: Yeah, I'm. Go- I'm going with that one. I think. I just. I just don't see any need to change hands of that championship just yet. Yeah. I think having the tournament was a good way to showcase the division and show that the division is bigger than what we can see on American TV at the moment.
1: Yeah, all they need to do is just like commit some more time to it and more than just like one match a week.
0: That's exactly, and I think they're definitely going out to try and do that for this show as well, having three individual matches. Do they really? Or is there only two? I could be wrong. I think there's only two. But still. So title defense on that one, and then we go to, and I definitely
1: would not. Yeah, the three big matches.
0: Yeah, I definitely wouldn't say that this one's going to happen third last though. I think they'll maybe have this a bit earlier.
1: Nice a position right in the middle.
0: Yeah, that's it. So it's Team Taz, which is Brian Cage and Ricky Starks with Taz. I mean, I don't know why he wouldn't be there. <laughs> Versus Darby Allin and Sting. Mm. Now, Sting never got his success in his WWE run. Sting has been beaten down since really joining AEW. I think Sting's going to have to pick up a win.
1: Oh, yeah, no. So the result's not in question. I will just throw that out there now. I assume fully Darby Allen and Sting are winning. Them, but I'm not going to lie, it makes me uncomfortable because of Sting's previous history of injuries.
0: Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see how active he is in the match. I know it's a street fight, so it's not like he can hang out on the apron. It's
1: also like they tried to pair him with Ricky Stark. So it's like, even though the other week Brian Cage powerbond him and apparently he's cool, like he's totally fine. So I'm like, okay, that's fine, but... If he's with Ricky Starks, no problems. Nothing's going to happen. They'll be totally fine. If it's Brian Cage, like sometimes Brian doesn't know his own strength almost. So that makes me a little concerned.
0: I mean, from his point of view, when he's watching what's going on, I don't think he just realizes how big he actually is.
1: Yeah. So that's what has me a little concerned. But I fully believe that the heels will do some stuff. They'll beat the... Holy piss out of Darby Allen for a while before Sting gets his bat, beats him up a bit, big coffin drop. Yay, Darby and Sting win. Do
0: you reckon we're gonna get to see like a concerto, but instead of it being two chairs, it's gonna be a skateboard and a baseball bat?
1: Oh duh. Oh. We remember the last time a baseball bat got involved with Eddie Edwards.
0: Yeah, but I mean like, oh what if uh what if Darby Allen rode the skateboard and then used the baseball bat?
1: I don't think that's gonna change anything. <laughs>
0: I mean, Sting's not going to ride the skateboard.
1: Oh, come on. Called cool 61-year-old?
0: Yeah, that's it. Sting, do a kickflip.
1: Yeah. No, I think I think they'll try and play this very safe with Darby Arn taking most of the beat down. But Darby and Sting will win because it's the same principle that we had in WWE. Like, it's Sting. It's like, it's John Cena. He just wins. That's it.
0: That's, that's exactly it. And I think... Looking at the card, being that this is a street fight, but we know there's a much bigger um fancy street fight. We'll call it the fancy street fight with the attitude.
1: Fancy street fight, That's what we're calling it now. Um
0: because there is that match to end the night, I don't think this is gonna be too crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's Darby Island's gonna be completely destroyed, and that's about it.
0: That's exactly it. I mean, like I don't think we're gonna see any color in any matches till the end.
1: There might um, be I reckon there might be in the street fight right at the end, but it won't be. I just say it won't be anything big. Or if there's any blood, it'll be accidental. Or like things happen, but yeah, they got I think they're going to save it specifically for the main event.
0: So I, I'm thinking Sting's gonna Sting will pick up the win. Um, I'm gonna say he'll definitely be picking it up over Ricky Starks.
1: I think that's almost a guarantee.
0: Now it'll be whether he uses the it's the store the Scorpion deck. Deathlock, don't
1: call it a sharpshooter um i think that's uh, again a pretty either that or he'll use the bat
0: that's it I, I can see it uh him getting a submission win yeah um where it happens i mean it's a street fight but i wonder if it'll be it's a street fight but pinfalls only count inside the ring
1: yeah i wonder if it's a proper street fight or the wwe street fight
0: yeah that's exactly it so uh you know obviously I- i'm excited to see this one i just it's going to be hard watching things happen, knowing Sting's, like, where he was at when we last saw him compete.
1: Watching Brian Cage, Ricky Sucks, and Darby Allen beat each other up, that, no problems. You guys are current guys. You're healthy enough. Whatever. So whenever Sting's involved is when it's going to be a bit... It's like when Brian fought Brock Lesnar and every German Superflexer of Daniel Bryan. Like, you winced and, like, I hope he's okay. It'll be like that.
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. So uh, Sting coming out. With Darby Allen coming out on top of the street fight, that I think that'll that'll close off the feud. Um, I think that'll just be yeah, the well, end
1: between Allen and Cage. Yeah, yeah, I think that that'd be a good place to stop. And then whoever wins that ladder match earlier in the show, like that's a pretty decent way to go into a proper rivalry. If it's Scorpio Sky, just like a big reset button. If it's Sammy Guevara, like you got a proper rivalry there.
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. So I mean. I think that'll be a good match. Um, they'll have to, I, th- I still think they'll want to play it safe, but I know that they'll, uh, they'll push the boundaries a little bit.
1: Sorry. Yeah, just Darby and Sting win. It's going to be, this is probably the more interesting match and in how they do it.
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. So now what I would consider probably the sub main event, not the co, but the sub, because I don't think it's like at the same level.
1: I think that's that's a safe way to put it. Like, it's not it's not the co main event. Like how they have, for instance, Roman and Edge versus let's say Lashley and Lesnar. Like those two are right up there. But it's like, uh, what do we have recently? Like the Men's Chamber for Raw versus the Chamber for SmackDown. It's like you can clearly see the difference where one's superior over the other.
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. So, um, going into it, it's the AEW World Tag Team Championships. You got the Young Bucks versus the Inner Circle with its presidents of Jericho and MJF.
1: Yeah, this one, again, I don't think that the result's in question. Because I don't see the Young Bucks losing. But what I'm curious is, how do we get there?
0: Well, that's it. It's like, does Sammy come back to screw Jericho and MJF?
1: So we got Sammy Guevara. We've got Jake Hager. We got Santana and Ortiz earlier. We still got Wardlow in here we still got whatever the hell MJF is doing.
0: MJF's part of this match, is he not?
1: Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like, is MJF, like, so what my question at the start was, was when they did this Jericho-MJF thing, my original thought was MJF was going to come in, yay, we're all buddies, and all right, and over time he would get Santana to turn, and then Ortiz, and then Hager, and Guevara, and... They would all group together and kick Jericho out of the inner circle, making MJF the leader. That's where I think they were going with it. And then... So uh, that's why I'm like, how does MJF work into this? He's the one I think you have to look at in this match.
0: Yeah, that's it. I think, uh, like you said, the the winners at the end of the day, it's going to be the Young Bucks. There's no way the Bucks are losing, especially to Jericho and MJF. I don't think Jericho needs a tag team title reign. And I definitely don't think he needs it with MJF.
1: Yeah, what I think will happen is MJF might do or Wardlow might do something. He'll hit Jericho. Something will happen. The Bucks will pin Jericho. And then Jericho will be like, what the hell's happened? Big argument, which ends with probably like MJF and Wardlow laying out Jericho. So then you've got like this triple threat way of Uh, Proud and Powerful, who were feeling left out because they're the tag team, but, you know, no, it's not about you. We don't care about you. You got Jericho and Hager, who were the originators of the Inner Circle, and you got MJF and Wardlow, who were the outsiders. I think that's how they're going to try and work this.
0: Yeah, I think you're definitely right on that one. It's, uh, I think it's going to be a typical, I think the beginning to the middle of the match, it'll be a typical, you know, just AEW Young Bucks tag team match. I mean... You, you've seen one. You've seen a lot of them. There's super kicks. Um, everyone targets Matt's back.
1: Oh, yes.
0: Um, you know, the, the high-flying moves. And then eventually the story will kick in.
1: Eventually. If <laughs> and,
0: there is. and just something will happen with Jericho.
1: Yeah. So what I was going to say is you remember the Triple H Batista angle they had years ago, like over a decade, nearly two decades ago now. Far out. I'm old. But you remember that angle they did where... Randy put down Batista and he was going to go for the win and Trips got up, realized that you could get rid of Batista now and then lay back down so Batista would murder Randy afterwards. I think it will be something similar to that. Like, Jericho... MJF will cost Jericho the match and then when Jericho's like, what the hell happened? MJF will just quietly go in the background like, hey, I don't know, man. Something happened. Who, who could have seen that coming? I think they're building... Because, like, a lot of people still like singing Judas and a lot of people still like Jericho. I think... It's a mistake to keep in heel at this point. And I think they're using MJF to try and get Jericho into the face role. So it's the old classic. Like with Bailey and Sasha, you use the bigger heel to get the hated heel into the baby face.
0: Yeah, that's it. It's sometimes you gotta use that heel heat to get the uh the baby face to the position that, you know, they really should be in. Um yeah. just to make sure, you know, that the crowd is behind it. Because at the end of the day, if Chris Jericho is a heel, MJF is a heel. I mean if they're going to end up turning on each other, it's not going to feel, you know, no one's going to want to be behind
1: it. It, Regardless what Cody said, where it's like, oh, we you know, don't believe in faces and heels. Like, you still need that. Otherwise, like, for instance, they had it on NXT earlier today, where it was Naya and Shane were against Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. And I was like, well, both teams are heels. And I was like, you kind of wanted to cheer Dakota and Raquel because they were the underdogs. But it was also like, yeah, but if everyone's a bad guy, I don't really want to see anyone here.
0: Yeah, and I mean, like... That leads to the match ending in such a screwy way. I mean, that match ended pretty screwy to begin with.
1: I don't, I I can get into that later. Just, I was not happy with how how that ended. I have no issues with the result, but how we got there, I have issues. That's it, and then Adam Pearce's bald head ran to the ring. That's basically what all my issues come down to, was why was it Adam Pearce? Why not Shane McMahon? It's Shane, who cares?
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. It's like... No one's going to be upset seeing Shane as long as he's not, I don't know, wrestling. Dancing. <laughs> Throwing money at everyone.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so it'll be interesting how the inner circle turns out. But I think Bucks win here. And this is why I come to earlier, because then you get the Bucks versus Evil Uno or Stu Grayson. Or you get the Bucks versus SCU. Or the third mystery team, if it is Gallows and Anderson, the Bucks versus Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Like,
0: which they've been setting up for for a while.
1: Yeah, like all three of these tag title matches feel pretty big.
0: Yeah, that's exactly it.
1: So that brings us to the main event. Oh, all right. So I before
0: we it. even get too much into this, let's just like really let's preface where we're coming from here. Exploding barbed wire death match for the world title. These matches are not something I enjoy watching, and I know you're the same.
1: No, I I do not enjoy it. And look, when they did the first match in about a year and four or five months ago, however long it was, 2019. I loved the build. It was so good to have Moxley sit there and criticize Omega. And then Omega criticized Moxley because he was in the WWE. So Moxley went and did the G1 and he got hurt. So Kenny got pissed and said, you know, he, Moxley can't hang with me, but I'll go to your world. And he did the whole death match thing with Joey Janela and he won. And then they did the actual match and just everything was great. But the actual match itself, it got to a point and then I stopped liking it and I started disliking it because it was a specific point where I think Kenny's got, it's either the Walter Jericho or a sharpshooter, I can't remember which, but I know Moxley's on his stomach. And instead of going to the rope, which is right to his left, he crawls back through the glass to get to the other side. And that was the point I just went, why? Are you stupid, Moxley? Why would you do that?
0: Got to get my spots in, brother
1: i mean accurate but yeah i it ruined the match for me and then they didn't went did the barbed wire bed thing and then the spotlight stuff and i was like i'm not enjoying this anymore like you're just doing it for the sake of doing it at this
0: point that barbed wire bed spot right like while watching it i saw that and i'm like well now i feel like i'm being taken out of it because oh we've got to actually untangle this guy from the barbed wire
1: it's not only that. Like, I didn't think about this point until my brother actually brought it up when I was talking to him about it. And he brought off the point of, what was the point of that contraption? It was specifically made for that match. There is no practical use for it to exist. So what was the point of it if it wasn't used in that match?
0: Yeah, it kind of takes away from the, old, the whole, like, well, we can use anything we want to hurt each other and... You know, we can get tables. It's like, yeah, well, tables are going to be there. We can get chairs because that's what everyone is sitting on. It's like, oh, we can use this barbed wire fucking plywood contraption that I've made. And it's like, you made that specifically for this match, which if logic and the past experiences it of every show ever, if you've made it, you're going into it.
1: It's your problem now.
0: It's like. You, you wouldn't suggest, oh, yeah, I want to throw you into this thing. It'd be like, hey, I've got an idea. Why don't you do this?
1: Yeah. It's just it was really dumb, so it really ruined it for me. And then they did the one-on-one match, and it was fine. I have my own issues with that. They're my personal issues, but that was fine whatever. But my other issue with it is, like, Moxley's trying to fight them and Gallows Anderson and beating the piss out of Moxley, and, oh, my God, chaos, and Kenny comes out. And he's, he challenges Moxley to the death match. And I was like, why would you willingly jump into John Moxley's pool of, like, this is what he does. Why would you do that willingly?
0: That's it. The only reason he ever stopped doing that was because he was earning more money to not do it.
1: Yeah. So I'm just like, if Moxley challenged Omega, I still wouldn't like the match, but it'd be like, cool, whatever. I don't understand why Omega challenged Moxley. And gave Moxley the free advantage.
0: Especially when, like like you said, we bring it back up. When Omega did the death match against Janella, Omega came out of that ma- match and he was, like, fucked. Exactly. Like, on paper, Janella and Omega is a match that goes 99 times out of 100
1: to Kenny. Well, actually, I think on that previous show, I think it was Full Gear. Yeah, they had a tournament here and... Uh, oh, no, he faced Pentagon. He faced Sunny Kiss. I thought Kenny faced uh Janela and he beat him in 20 seconds. Sorry, it's Sonny Kiss, his partner. But still, like, you're out here beating guys in 20 seconds and then you go and fight someone in their domain in the deathmatch and you get completely destroyed. Like You win, sure, but, like, you're completely screwed over. Like, you don't think that's kind of the sign of maybe this isn't for you, so why are you challenging him to it, the death match specialist?
0: Yeah, well, that's it as well. It's like, it's like when people challenge The Undertaker to a Buried Alive match or a Hell in a Cell match, because let's be honest, he didn't really win Buried Alive matches.
1: It's true. Buried alive in caskets he never won. But, like, he won cells, and it was like, I get when Brock Lesnar did it, because it's like, it's Brock Lesnar and he's trying to be the big dude and rah, rah, But it was like, Randy Orton would never challenge The Undertaker to a Hell in a Cell, because he knows what's going to happen if he does that. It's like, uh, who was it? It was, um... Uh, like you never challenge John Cena to an I Quit match because he'll never. Stop. You can't beat John Cena in an I Quit match, so why would you challenge him to it?
0: Uh, looking at you, JBL.
1: I mean, accurate. But granted, I will let that slide because it was the first one we didn't know.
0: That that is true.
1: But afterwards, I was like, I think they did one with Randy, and they did one with uh, with the Miz, and I was like, well, we know what's going to happen because John Cena doesn't quit. So
0: yeah, especially in matches like that where it's like, no, they actually have to admit they quit. Like Last Man Standing matches are different. John Cena can be beaten to the point where he can't get up, but he can't be beaten to the point where he goes, I'm done.
1: That was a big thing I brought up about this match, was I was like, if it was an I Quit match, or a Last Man Standing, or a Street Fight, or anything else, I wouldn't have a problem with it. It's A, the fact it's a death match, and B, and this is the part I get confused at, exploding barbed wire. Why?
0: So, when I see barbed wire, my first thought is, okay, at some point in the show, it's going to be right near the end, we're going to go to an intermission of some sort. Why? Probably because they're going to have to wrap the ropes with barbed wire. I mean, like, this is me doing, like, you know, I've, I've gone back and looked at some of the previous, like, barbed wire matches from back in the day to see what, like, what it actually entailed. And we're talking, like, ring ropes wrapped in barbed wire.
1: You have ropes replaced with barbed wire or you wrap the barbed wire around the ring rope.
0: So instantly, right? Kenny, who is a you know pound for pound, pound one of the best wrestlers in AEW, he ain't gonna be able to wrestle. Exactly. This is billed as a fight, and yet why it's happening? Like, and they're not gonna use the word exploding in the match name, and then not give us an explosion.
1: Exactly. So that's exactly the end. And I, I've seen a couple of people say, so this is how they're gonna write Moxley off TV. This stupid big spot something explodes, barbed wire galore, Moxie's written out, he can go help Renee with their new child, thumbs up and all that. And I'm like, that's fine, I have no problems. But like, there was, again, better ways to get here.
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. And it's like, I even saw on today's Dynamite that, uh, I can't even remember who it was. So it was. They had someone hyping up the match. Yeah. And the, the comment was like, when the switches are flipped, the ring's going to explode. My thought is, does that mean they have control over it? So instead of it being a timed thing, which is a very Japanese, like, old, like, we time it. Yeah. It seems more like, can Kenny just roll out of the ring and uh, blow, blow Moxley up?
1: I mean, maybe? I was gonna, I was gonna, um, it's going to be like the Randy Orton-John Cena one where they got to the stage and Randy tried using the fireworks to blow up John Cena.
0: Is the explosion going to be the end of the match? I don't think it will be. I don't think the match will end until, and I think it's going to be a Kenny win because I think oh. he's just going to stick around a lot longer, longer.
1: I would be shocked if Kenny lost.
0: Kenny will still beat Moxley with a one-winged angel, I believe. Or the V-trigger.
1: Yeah, so I think that's a safe bet. I honestly think probably a V-trigger with his knee wrapped in barbed wire. Some, something dumb like that because it's wrestling.
0: But the knee's the hardest part of the body, so he'll be fine.
1: Yeah, and then he'll pin him, and then after the match, they'll do some stupid explosive spot, and that's the end of the show. It was like, <laughs> they're gonna do the explosion, and it'll just be Moxley's shoes with smoke coming out of them.
0: Oh my god, okay, now we're looking at some WWE like <laughs> weird. And then Moxley's gonna get fucking hung by the throat and then strung up to the rafters, and
1: oh yeah,
0: you know, like big boss man style.
1: Yeah, and then that's when Don Cowskine He's going to rip his mask off and it's Vince McMahon. He's going to say, it was me, Moxley. It was me all along.
0: And then Tony Khan's going to come out and also rip off a mask and it's going to also be Vince.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, no, I just – I think Moxley oh, – sorry, Omega's an easy way to get it. Omega's an easy win, safe bet. I'd be shocked if Moxley picked it up. He will get it back, but not here.
0: Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. I think uh, I th- match type aside, this isn't the time for Moxley – to be winning the championship back um kenny's gonna hold on to it he is at the moment the face of the company and the fact that he's now got don Callis with him the entire time um you know it's really building this thing of like impact is a lot more important to aew than impact actually is
1: yeah so i look at this as well and it's like you always gotta ask the question what's next so it's like we looked at the tnt title stuff and it's like okay darby allen will probably go fight let's say sammy guevara who wins the ladder match the Bucks will win and they'll go fight the SCU or Gallows and Ensign. Tool does that. But I look at Kenny and I'm like, who's next for you? Because Moxley's kind of the only guy you really have. Like, I think you might have Lance Archer. You might have uh, Park. But I'm kind of like, if I was looking at it, my honest thought is what you mentioned earlier, where it's like Kenny kind of rules the company now, all this and that. If you were going to do it, I would say after Moxley, now would be a good time to have Cody do it.
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. I think, uh, you know, and also looking at it from the perspective of, this, is, this will write Moxley off TV for a while. Yeah. Kenny's going to have to come back. But the thing is, right, like, you can't just expect him to come back and wrestle straight away. You know, like, yeah. the reason yeah. these guys, you know, these wrestlers that consider themselves, you know, oh, I'm a death match. Prodigy, this is, they're my matches. It's like you wrestle like once a month because you look beaten down and you're hurt because you can't make a death match, especially with barbed wire. You, you can't do that and not get hurt.
1: Hey, exactly. So I'd say Moxie's probably after this going to be at So either Double or Nothing, which is two months away, or they really try and sell it and keep him out until August, which would be all out. Good spot to return, it was where he first debuted. Oh no, Double or Nothing's he debuted. So, Double or Nothing, two months. Good time to keep him out and do his thing. So you would want Kenny to fight someone, same level as Moxley? It's just, it's just this weird situation they've put themselves in, where it's like, they don't really have any contenders for Omega. They have plenty of contenders everywhere else, but nothing really for Omega.
0: That's it. I mean, like, Kenny's whole thing is, right, he, like, he always goes into these title matches as, like, he's almost being billed as the underdog.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: this isn't his sort of match. Moxley has the advantage. And it's like, but he picked the match, and he's got experience in it. Like, it, it's not like Kenny Omega has never wrestled with barbed wire before.
1: Exactly.
0: Kenny, I'm fairly sure, has done exploding ring matches, I want to say.
1: I would I, I believe he would have. I'd be a little surprised if he didn't do something dumb before I got to New Japan.
0: I mean, I always I always say it. Like you look at the list of things he's done in the past. He's wrestled in like a campsite. He's he's wrestled a fucking like seven year old or whatever.
1: Did he also fight the blow up doll? I know a think that.
0: I think he did fight the blow up doll.
1: And it's like you've also got like Kenta turned up to fight Moxley for the US title. So it's like the only other person i could think of maybe they could do which i don't want to say wouldn't draw because it would draw a certain crowd but like do you really want to give away omega and Ibushi on all elite tv because that seems like something new japan would want to keep for themselves
0: yeah that that's it it's uh well that's the thing as well and i didn't even think about it like moxley is the new japan u.s champion
1: yeah. He, he's he's been,
0: taking um, time off. You would assume he would drop it, although he didn't defend the thing for the longest amount of time.
1: I, again, I'm willing to give Moxley a slide on that because of COVID, but I was surprised he retained it because I was just like, in case something like COVID happened again, you sure you don't want to get it on someone who will actually be able to be at the new Japan shows?
0: Yeah. Like, why don't, why like, yeah. Why isn't it back in Japan? Understandably, it's the US title, but that doesn't mean it needs to be held by an actual, you know, someone from the U.S.
1: Yeah, it was just weird situation. But, yeah, this match I'm I'm not looking forward to. I don't see where we go from here. There's a lot I'm just very cautious of, I guess the word could be. It's, I don't know. I don't like it. I don't think it's a good idea. But we're here. It's too late to back out now. I think the easy bets Kenny Omega wins. I have no idea what happens after
0: that. Yeah, that's exactly it. And that's, once again, even looking at if something is going to happen with that, you know? Like, this could happen, and then all of a sudden, Kenny just doesn't defend for a while. Exactly. Which would really diminish the championship. But it's also like, well, you you went and did this to yourself. Like, this is the match that we're having. This is what we're going to get, and we're still going to watch it or at least read about it. You know, so it... (sighs) I don't know. If Gallows and Anderson are not involved in any other match at this show, they will show up for this one.
1: Exactly.
0: I mean that Don Callis calls the shots. If Gallows and Anderson don't shop for any matches, this will be the one that they're at, and it'll be a weird like. Well, they can't be disqualified, you yeah. know. They maybe they flip the switch and uh, blow up John Moxley.
1: Yeah, it I mean, should. once
0: again, using even saying that, it sounds so stupid. Like, oh, yeah, you know, as part of the match, they're going to get blown up. So, at what point do you go, well, then the match is over, right?
1: Exactly. And I actually brought this up about the unsanctioned match as well, back when they did the first death match. And I was like, at what point do you step in and say, okay, no, it's time to end it?
0: Yeah, well, that's it. It's like, you know, okay, thumbtacks, barbed wire, broken glass all right, that that's, that's fair. You know, at what point is it, okay, now no matter what you do in the ring, you're getting cut up. Exactly. And where a little bit of color goes a long way, it gets to a point where it's like, well, now you're bleeding from every part of your body. Uh, yeah. And the US is still very much in the heart of this pandemic.
1: Yeah. And I, I sit here and it's like, there's a reason blood gets outlawed a lot. And like some guys will find ways around, like Brock Lesnar, does it the hard way because he's, well, Brock Lesnar and sometimes he hasn't got the best idea. Like, yeah, it adds a lot more. Like, holy crap, Brock's bleeding while he's fighting Braun. Like, this is intense. But it's also like, yeah, but we're a lot smarter about health now.
0: Yeah, that's it. I mean, the the arguments that stood there after the SummerSlam match with Randy where they were like, that didn't do anything. Like, they didn't continue the storyline after that. Exactly. Like, that that was just a burial of, well, Randy went up against Brock and- shock horror didn't win had his forehead caved in and bled profusely in the middle of the ring for like five minutes like awesome match ended i don't even that that match didn't even
1: finish did it no it was just bell was rung it was like oh randy can't compete anymore that was basically that was it
0: so it's like you know in in some instances it's a good storytelling device in other instances how far do you go before it becomes too far once again i think one second, Dan. We're gonna just drop out here for a second. You're back. So where were we? <laughs> um, we were just. I think we were pretty much wrapping up the death match, weren't we? Yeah,
1: we're kind of at the end of the death match, and at the end of the death match is kind of
0: the uh... the end of the show. I assume will the show will end. One of the guys is gonna look like shit and not be moving. The other one will probably be carried out by well, since it's probably going most likely gonna be Kenny. He's probably gonna have the bucks or Anderson and Gallows with him. Probably both. Yep, and they'll be checking, oh, uh, is he okay after this match that is totally not, you know, a normal match, so he can't be okay, even <laughs> though he can go 60 minutes with fucking Okada.
1: No, nah, see, that's different. That's not an exploding barbed wire death match.
0: Yeah, it's because Okada knows how much is worth and is worth more than that sort of match.
1: <laughs> that's not inaccurate.
0: So, no, like, honestly... The hit-and-miss show, I I don't think it's going to be a great, great... I don't think it's going to be an awesome show. It's got a few matches that definitely pull it back up. I just don't like the idea of the main event for a title being such a uh, a, uh, stipulation.
1: That's my only issue with this match. Everything else, I'm kind of like, well, I'm not the biggest fan of this or that, but you know what? Some of them, like the Matt Hardy-Adam Page thing, I'm like, what is even going on here? But hey... It's wrestling, or like with the box versus Jericho and JF. I'm like, I'm not a big fan of that being a match to begin with, but I'm willing to see how it plays out. Just this is the one match I'm like, why? Like, really, what was the point?
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. It just does. It just doesn't.
1: Yeah, that should be. Fun, though.
0: Yeah, well, that's it. You know, it'll probably be a match that we you watch and you go, "Holy shit, that's insane!" Not a fan of it, but you know what? Whatever. Exactly. There's only so much you can do. You know, you, you know those two guys are going to go 100% the whole time. Yeah. Like I said, if it was a regular singles match, it'd be great oh, match.
1: Yeah. Try to murder each other. Exactly. That, oh, so, wow. yeah. that like it's all good for uh, Revolution.
0: Yeah, so that's pretty much Revolution uh, going on on the 7th, I believe.
1: <laughs> yeah, hold on. I've actually got it still open on right here. Uh, the 7th of March. So, yeah, three to four days, yeah.
0: I mean, I'm looking up at the poster, and it looks like Kenny Omega has two titles.
1: It does look like that, doesn't it? Because it's the Bucks holding up their tag titles.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's crazy that the AEW World Championship doesn't even have a spot on this. uh...
1: Kenny, the Bucks, Moxley, MJF, Jericho, Cody, Darby Allin, uh, Hikaru Shida, Sting, and I don't know who that is. I want to say Jade Cargill or Red Velvet. I don't know who that is.
0: It's an odd pick. That's all I can say.
1: Yeah, and then Double or Nothing is May twenty nine, so we'll have we'll be going through Fastlane, WrestleMania, and possibly even Money in the Bank before then.
0: They've clearly used an old picture for Double or Nothing on Wikipedia.
1: I can see that. All right, Mania is a two day event this year. Oh, jeez.
0: Yeah, it's another two day one.
1: Oh, Give wow. them another
0: opportunity to do some more cinematic matches.
1: Oh, I think there's only really going to be one. It should be a uh, Randy and Wyatt. But we'll see how that
0: goes. So, yeah, that I think that's pretty much it for uh, Revolution, and that would probably wrap up the episode, I'd say. Um, thanks, everyone, again, for watching. It uh, means a lot for the handful of people that have stuck around and have watched every single episode. Uh, you know, every uh, watch definitely helps us out. Um, make sure to rate us on whatever platform you use. Uh, once again, these things will just kind of help out, get us put into some form of algorithm. No matter how far down we are. This is fair. (laughs) Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of your days. Bye.
1: See you.